Super Goblin speeds you in the diamonds. It's the Batmobile. When the poor funds all your kids get with each bill, you're only happy meal you buy. Batman Happy Meal, only at McDonald's. If you've always wanted to get your hands on Batman, drop into McDonald's. Batman Returns is on a dramatic series of 32 ounce collector cups with fine, crispy, fattest lids straight from the movie. You can pick up a large drink in one of six superhero collector cups at a special price when you find inlets for value meal. Because what you want is what you get at McDonald's today. Batman Returns is at McDonald's on a dramatic series of six 32 ounce collector cups filled with a large soft drink.
everyone. It is Sunday, June 26, 2022, and welcome to Enter the Batcave. Matthew Barr is here. And today we're talking about the anniversary of Batman Returns. We talked about the anniversary of Batman and Robin and did a little fantasy casting for that one. Well, for this one, we're talking about Batman Returns, a much better movie than Batman and Robin. Although it did get a little bit of flack for its darkness, which is complete and utter bullshit. So we're going to talk about it, and I'll talk about my personal experience with it. Got me some Mountain Dew Zero here. Open this bad boy up. Oh, that's, oh, that's good. Uh. So, Batman Returns, the sequel to the 1989 blockbuster film, Batman. It was released on June 16th, 19, oh, sorry, June 19th, 1992. It was released June 16th, 1992 at the Man's Chinese Theater in Los Angeles, but it was released in the United States, all across the country, on June 19th. And interestingly enough, in the summer of 1992, it was released around the time of uh, A League of Their Own and um, Sister Act. I think it was, yeah, I think it was either Sister Act 1 or Sister Act 2 that, uh, that came out around that time. And also, if you go back to the episode of uh, fantasy casting where I talked about um, the fantasy casting for um, Catwoman and Batman Returns, um, I said that I would have loved to see uh, Madonna as um, Catwoman. And that same year, uh, Madonna um, was in a league of their own. And interesting enough, uh, she was one of the actresses that was considered for the role of Catwoman. And you can go back into that episode and I give you my thoughts on that. And so today we're going to be talking about the history of this movie. And also I'm going to be telling you some other secrets that you may or may not have known about the movie. Well, first and foremost, I did see this movie in theaters with um, my brother, my mom, and my cousins at the time. I saw it when I was a little kid, and I did, um, yeah, I do remember um, being a little scared. Uh, I remember being scared and crying a little bit when... Um, Batman had the fight scene in on the streets uh, with the circus gang and, you know, doing the karate and stuff. But um, but then, of course, I cheered up afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I was a little scary cat back then. And then, of course, I think I, I think I got the VHS tape when I for Christmas that same year, too, because uh, I think it. Yeah, I think it did come come out on um, on Christmas. Um 
Yeah, I'm on Wikipedia right now looking at the, um, trying to see when it was uh, released. Um, on, it says, oh, it was released on DVD February 9th, 2009. Um, let me see when it was uh, released on, on VHS. Uh, oh, it doesn't say when it was released on VHS, though. Um, oh, it doesn't say it. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I used to watch this, um, this movie a lot. You know, I used to watch this movie a lot. And, um, that and Batman 89. I mean, I used to watch all the Batman films. You know, I pretty much had all the Batman films on VHS, you know, um, back in the days of when I had a VCR and I had VHS. And... You know, I really did uh, love this. You know, I really did love this movie. And I thought Michelle Pfeiffer was great in this film. So was Danny DeVito. Michael Keaton, of course, kicks ass as Batman. I mean, what else do you expect? And, of course, over the years, I learned uh, some secrets. As well as um, some other stuff. Like, for example... scrolling through here through the wikipedia um that uh there was actually another script there was actually another script for the sequel to um to the batman yeah yeah for batman returns it, it was actually not going to be called um Batman Returns, it was just going to be called, um, Batman 2. Yeah, that was the, um, that was the name of it. It was just going to be called, um, Batman, uh, 2. And the script was, uh, developed by, uh, Sam Hamm. And the script was that, uh, the Penguin and Catwoman, uh, Catwoman was going after a hidden treasure, and the hidden treasure was that um, it was, I believe it was, uh, it was like a stat, yeah, like a statue, you know, like a raven statue. And Bruce finds out that um, a lot of his family's fortune had come from uh, blood money, stolen money, and, uh, you know, Catwoman and the Penguin are going you know, go after it, and they find out that, um, there's a hidden money and treasure in Wayne Manor, and, of course, uh, there's still the plot that where Batman is framed, yeah, he's framed and, uh, set up for, uh, for murder, and Vicky Vale does come back in, in that movie, yeah, Vicky Vale does, um, come back for that one, and, um, but, of course, uh, she, you know, she doesn't, uh, eventually does not come back, you know, in the end, yeah, in the end, um, script for that one, and there was also another script, and it was, um, it was written a bit differently, but, uh, it was still, like, the plot line that, uh, Batman is set up for a crime that he didn't commit, 
and then he, and of course, um, and of course he, you know, he brings the penguin, you know, to justice, you know, and Catwoman to justice, and, um, actually, I don't remember what happened to Catwoman, um, it's been a while since I read that script, but anyways, um, but of course, um, you know, just like in the finished product, um, you know, we don't really get a resolve of how Batman is cleared of the charges. And, you know, and that's the thing about the, you know, with Batman Returns and also with Batman Mask of the Phantasm is that, um, you know, we see that, you know, Batman, you know, he's framed for murder, he's framed for a crime he doesn't, he didn't commit, and then all of a sudden at the end of the movie, it's just like, oh, well, he's found not guilty, but yet we don't see how it's resolved. And... Of course, you look back at it, and you're just like, well, how, how does that get resolved? And it's a little puzzling, and, you know, it's a little forgiving. You know, you it's one of those things that you've kind of come to grips with. You know, you come to forgive. You know, kind of like in, um, you know, in the Batman 89 movie, you know, people talk about how, you know, Batman kills in the movie and stuff like that and, and stuff. So it's kind of become forgivable there. So, yeah, it is what it is. And also uh, another thing you may or may not know about this is that originally the Joker was going to come back. And I found this out in an episode of uh, Superhero Stuff That You Should Already Know, which is a podcast. And actually shout out to those guys because uh, those guys are... You know, those guys are amazing. They know a lot more than I do. And I watch, I mean, I watch and listen to their podcasts, you know, and I find out a lot of information. And turns out that there was actually a scene that wasn't written, but there was an idea for when, um, for when uh, they were trying to develop uh, the sequel is that, um, Jack Napier, the Joker, he's alive, but he's in a body cast, and you just see his eyes, and he's taking the stands, and he's being interviewed by Harvey Dent, and the idea is that uh, while he's on the stands, he uh, presses uh, Kane, and the Kane, and all of a sudden, like, it explodes, and the Joker, like, he manages to fly out of the courtroom, and the explosion like, um, you know, it hits two face, you know, Harvey Dent right in the face and then, you know, explodes right in his face and then we see the the origin of, of Two-Face. And we all know that um, Harvey Dent was supposed to be in this sequel. He was supposed to be in Batman Returns and we would have seen the origin of Two-Face, but of course we didn't get that. And and instead, we see Two Face in Batman Forever, and, um, and of course, Billy D. Williams. He is replaced by Tommy Lee Jones. <sighs> Good Mountain Dew Zero there. <sighs> and. We. And, you know, and it's kind of a shame, you know, because I would have loved to see what they would have done with uh, Billy D. Williams' uh, character 
as uh, Two-Face, you know. In fact, actually, in um, one of the scripts, um, yeah, in one of the scripts, I think it was the one with uh, where they had uh, Vicky Vale come back, um, there's one where um, Harvey, um, you know, he flips the coin and, um, you know, trying to decide whether to get involved or not. And and then, of course, uh, I think it lands on tails or whatever, and he says, you know, not this time. So, you know, we don't see him in there. And also, getting back to uh, a little bit um, to Vicky Vale, is that, um, uh, Vic, uh, of course, we all s saw in the movie where um, Bruce, you know, makes that little joke to Alfred about, um, you know, letting Vicky Vale into the Batcave. And, of course, in the other script, uh, the other script um, that was written, the one without Vicky Vale, um, you know, they're putting, you know, Alfred and Bruce, like, they're decorating the tree and, you know, you know, for Christmas. Because, you know, both movies, uh, both scripts and stuff, uh, they take place around Christmas time. And, you know, Alfred, he says, oh, here's the, uh, you know, the Christmas ornament, you know, that, you know, Miss Vale gave, you know, last year for Christmas. And Bruce takes a look at it and then he throws it right into the fireplace. So... That was kind of like of a little thing as, um, you know, kind of like a little bit of a fuck you to, you know, to Figgy Vale. Yeah. And... And, you know, and that's another thing, you know, I would have loved to see Vicky Vale, uh, you know, come back for the sequel because, um, you know, I would have loved to see, like, um you know, Bruce and Vicky, like, trying to continue their relationship and see, can their relationship really last? And I also would have loved to see, like, uh, you know, Bruce's infa infatuation, you know, with, with Catwoman, Selena Kyle. And because I, that also plays into the, um, to the idea of, like, uh, you know, where does Bruce Wayne begin and where does Batman begin? no pun intended, you know, because, you know, as we all know in the comics and in the movies and TV series that, you know, Batman and Selina Kyle, there's a love-hate relationship, and of course we all know they eventually fall in love, and they have a daughter, you know, Huntress, blah, 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 and, but the thing is, you know, what ultimately keeps them apart is that, you know, one is a villain and one is a hero but you know there's still an attraction to each other and and you know i would love to see that uh you know played on uh, you know on screen you know i would have loved to see that explored you know because also you know it makes for a good love triangle you know like um you know Bruce slash Batman has to choose between either Selena Kyle or Vicky Vale. You know that would have been uh, something I would have um, I would have loved to see. And then of course uh, another thing you may or may not well I think we all well we all pretty much 
know this, uh, you know, Robin, uh, Robin, of course, was supposed to be in the sequel, uh, he was actually supposed to be in the, uh, 89 movie as well, um, they had not picked an actor to play, um, uh, to play Robin in the 89 movie, but, uh, for the sequel, originally, it was supposed to be, um, Mar- it was supposed to be Marlon Wayans. Of course, it wound up not happening. And then he was supposed to be in Batman Forever. And that wound up not happening as well. And the Robin character... Yeah, the um, the Robin character turned out to be a... Um, in one of the scripts, uh, he was like a... I think he was supposed to be... Yeah, he was like uh, someone who like worked on cars he was like um you know a mechanic and then you know there was actually he has a suit and that says r on it and and of course he's a batman fan and and what have you and then he turns out to be um and and then of course he's and then of course uh he winds up um you know helping vicky bale and one of the one of the scripts and then you know he eventually becomes robin you know helps batman and stuff and let's see but yeah i would have loved to see uh robin in that you know as a kid i mean that would have been nice in fact actually if uh you know if you go back um and look at the uh kenner toys uh the kenner batman return toys that were coming out at that time yeah that came out at that time there was an actual robin toy and the robin was african-american so we would have seen an african-american robin um at that time so uh so yeah you know um yeah we would have seen the first uh black robin and of course, Robin wound up being in Batman Forever, and that wound up being uh, Chris O'Donnell. And of course, if you go back to my uh, fantasy casting episode for Robin for Batman Forever, um, I actually picked uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, for that role. And uh, Mark Wahlberg, of course, at you know at that time he was known for uh, Basketball Diaries and Fear. He was also in Renaissance Man. You know, he was, um, you know, he was getting his feet wet in um, in acting. You know, he was still, you know, pretty known as, you know, Marky Mark. And, you know, I think, but I think it would have both uh, started and ended his uh, movie career. You know, I think, you know, well, because, um you know, because his fans, you know, you know, they would have been like, oh, Marky Mark, oh, Marky Mark is, is Robin, and, you know, and, and then, but the real diehard Batman fans would have been like, oh, jeez, Marky Mark is Robin, oh, man, get the fuck out of here with that, and I think his career, as far as his acting career would have gone, you know, after Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, uh, pretty much would have gone down the same road as Chris O'Donnell. You know, he probably would have, um, you know, he wouldn't have become, like, the big movie star that he is now. You know, he probably would have gone on and done, like, um, movies and TV series where he played, like, supporting roles. And But he would have definitely went up on NCIS Los Angeles with LL Cool J. And, 
yeah, and I actually talked about it in the last episode uh, for the uh, Batman and Robin one. Yeah, you know, I would have loved to see LL Cool J and Mark Wahlberg on a TV show together, you know. <laughs> also, I would have loved to see a rap battle between uh, Marky Mark and LL Cool J. <laughs> I think everybody would have loved to see that. <laughs> and... Also, another thing you may or may not know about this movie, and it's actually been revealed um, years later, is we all know that there was a scene where, uh, of course, we all know the scene where the circus gang, uh, they first attack um, the citizens of Gotham during the press conference with uh, Max Shrek, and, you know, they burn down a store. Uh, what happened was the store was actually going to be a Batman store. It was going to be, you know, a Batman store. It was actually supposed to be uh, a play, you know, it was like a play on the, um, you know, the Batman um, mania, the Batmania from the, you know, from the 89 movie. Because when the 89 movie came out, I mean, there was just Batman stuff everywhere. There was Batman pillowcases, Batman um bed sheets which both i had uh you know there was batman cups there was batman comic books there was batman toys and i actually had a few toys i think i yeah i had bob the goon and i had an original batman uh action figure there was the batman uh bat cave which i did not have um you know there was the joker and then there was um you know there was just a whole lot of batman stuff and there was actually um Inside there, uh, inside the store, there was actually a Batman uh, arcade. There was the Batman uh, arcade game. And you can actually find pictures of that online. You know, you go Google that and stuff. And, of course, uh, they eventually took that out. And, and, of course, I think, yeah, the store was just like, it just became like just like a regular store. And and also in that same scene, originally it was supposed to be uh, you know the guy who you know who breathes fire and you know you you know has the store catch on fire. It was originally supposed to be uh, him blowing fire on people, but um, they took it out because they wanted it to have a PG thirteen rating. So instead, they just have him, like, burning the Christmas gifts and the store. But ironically, Batman puts him on fire with his Batmobile, which makes no sense. <laughs> uh, movie executives. Nothing makes sense with them. And also, another thing you may not know, and this concerns... The Penguin. Now, the Penguin, of course, played by um, Danny DeVito. Uh, originally, the, his father was supposed to be played by um, Burgess Meredith. Uh, Burgess Meredith was... Um, was actually supposed to make like a cameo um, 
was supposed to make a cameo appearance as his father. You know, like we see in the opening scene, you know, when the penguin is born and then, you know, we see um, the penguin's father and, and the mother, they, uh, they throw the baby over the, um, you know, they throw him over the bridge and then he goes into the sewer and he's raised in the sewer. But unfortunately, at that time, uh, Burgess Meredith, um, he was having some health problems and eventually he died in 1997. And that was uh, pretty much a shame. And that would have been something I would have loved to see because, um, you know, it would have been a passing of the torch, so to speak. And we would have seen, um, you know, we would have seen you know the cigarette holder and stuff like that and ironically in the movie poster you know for batman returns we see danny devito with the um you know with the cigarette and the cigarette holder but uh we don't see him with it we see him with it when he's um you know you know when he's presented with the idea of running for mayor by uh, max shredder but uh we don't see him throughout the whole you know, throughout the whole thing there. And of course, uh, eventually it went up being, um, you know, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, uh, 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 who wound up uh, playing the role of the Penguin's father, uh, Tucker Cobblepot. And, and believe it or not, uh, Paul Rubens, and I did not know this until right now, that um, he actually reprised the role as the Penguin's father in the second season of Gotham. Although they changed his name from Tucker Cobblepot to Elijah Vandell. Wow, did not know that. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, well, that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty amazing there. And, and of course, let's see. Another thing we have to talk about here for Batman Returns is the controversy behind it. Yep. There was some controversy, of course, by controversy meaning the McDonald's, yep, and looking at the article right now here on Wikipedia, a parental backlash criticized Batman Returns with violence and sexual references that were inappropriate for children despite being given a PG-13 rating by the Motion Pictures Association, McDonald's shut down their Happy Meal promotion for the film. Yeah, I actually remember this. Um, I remember the McDonald's um, Happy Meal commercials. I actually, I think I did have the Penguin toy. I think, yeah, I, I remember having the Penguin toy uh, Happy Meal and as far as the Batman uh, cups, I had, yeah, I did have uh, two of those cups. I remember having the one with uh, Bruce and Selena from the scene where they were in the, um, you know, they were at the ball and, you know, and she pulls out the gun and she's like, 
you know, she says that she was going to kill Max, and Bruce tries to talk her out of it, and then, of course, they make out a little bit underneath the mistletoe, and they find out each other's secret identity. And... So, yeah, I do remember the merchandise, and... Yeah, so apparently, uh, you know, parents were not very happy about this. And I find that to be complete and utter bullshit because the first movie was rated um, PG-13. But they say, like, well, this one is too dark and, you know, oh, this is too dark and this is not for children. And it's like, well, the first one wasn't advertised towards children. Okay, it's like it wasn't advertised towards children. I mean, it was for people of all ages, and I think, no, not I think I know, is that people, you know, of the older generation, you know, people, you know, my mom's generation. No offense, mom, I love you, but I know I'm talking bad about your generation, and you can yell at me later. But um, in their mind, Batman was still pow zap wham and you know holy carrot sticks batman <laughs> but the reality is is that you know batman was moving in a different direction it was going back to its roots so to speak you know from the comics in the 30s you know when it first came out you know the 30s and the 40s and of course uh the neil adams comics in the 70s as well you know you know it was a a lot darker and grimmier and you know you also saw it with the comics in the late you know in the late 80s and the early 90s itself you know you saw it with you know year one and the dark knight returns there was the killing joke which was one of its biggest influences on the movies and what have you and of course, McDonald's were not too happy about it either. And, and of course, uh, especially, you know, you know, with uh, the way that the penguin looked, you know, because, you know, the penguin in the, on the toys looks nothing like the penguin in the movie because the, the movie penguin, you know, he's, you know, he's pale, he's got, you know, that blood, sewage, whatever it is coming out of his mouth towards the end of the movie. And, of course, uh, he's looking for some unlimited poo-tang. <laughs> As Christopher Walken would say, you know, offering him unlimited poo-tang. And so, yeah, and of course, uh, and of course you got Catwoman, you know, and, um, you know, who looks, you know, more like a dominatrix, but of course, if you look back at, you know, at the history of the character of Catwoman, I mean, well, I mean, when she appeared in like the, in the earlier comics, I mean, she looked like a, you know, like a, 
like just a regular cap burglar and stuff like that but you know later on in the years you know her outfit was more dominatrix type you know with the whip and and what have you i mean she's always i mean i think it was more so uh, you know after the tv series she became a little more sexier you know you know whether it was lee merriwith julia newmar or um eartha kitt you know i mean she's always been like a you know she's since then since been like a very sexual character and so to say that you know like oh this is in this movie is inappropriate for children and violence it's like bullshit bullshit you know the 89 movie was was violent too i mean come on you had uh you know joker falling to his death you know you had batman getting the shit kicked out of him by one of joker's uh henchmen you know i mean it's like no, get out of here with that bullshit. And plus, I didn't think it was all that violent either. And the sexual part, eh, yeah, I could see a little bit of the sexual part. I mean, but it wasn't like, uh, you know, you saw, like, straight fucking or anything. I mean, though, I, I did, I admit, I admit, I did masturbate. I did masturbate to, uh, well, I masturbated to the, to, to the scenes. I, and I talked about this, um in one of my um watch alongs for batman returns uh i did masturbate to the scene where um um selena and bruce were um trying to make it on the couch i mean oh god i used to rewind it all the time <laughs> and I also uh, masturbated to the part where um, Catwoman, you know, she licked his, um, you know, she licked Batman's face. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I mean, I was a little kid, you know, but, uh, you know, it had no bad effects on me. You know, I turned out to be okay. At least I think. And nevertheless, because of that... Tim Burton was booted off the Batman project, and thus we have Joel Schumacher to replace Tim Burton, and the rest, as they say, is history. And finally, another secret that uh, you may not know about is that there was going to be a Catwoman spinoff. Yep, there was going to be a Catwoman uh, spinoff movie. And, of course, as we all saw at the end of Batman Returns, we see Catwoman, we see that Catwoman has actually survived, um, you know, because, um, you know, with Max Shredderer, you know, she had put the uh, taser in her mouth and, you know, she did the whole, you know, how about a nice little kiss, Santa Claus, and, you know, it goes, you know, we see that Max Shredderer was, you know, was electrocuted and then, and then, of course, we find her uh, on top of a building looking up at the, uh, at the bat signal and... According to Daniel Waters, who had uh, written the script, you know, he had said that uh, the movie was going to be, after the traumas of Batman Returns, she has amnesia, and she doesn't really remember why she has all these bullet holes in her body. 
So she goes to relax in Oasisburg, um, which is kind of a Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Palm Springs uh, type of place. And she winds up in a resort area in the middle of the desert. It's run by superheroes, and the movie has great fun at making fun at the whole male superhero mythos. Then they end up being not very good at all deep down, and she's got to go back to that whole Catwoman thing. Now, on the um, superhero stuff that you should know podcast, they actually read the script, and out of curiosity, I would have loved to see how the movie would have ended up. And, you know, I mean, there are some stuff that I probably would have made, maybe, maybe not have made any sense. I mean, like, um, we would have seen, um, Selena Kyle's mother. I mean, we heard her voice on the, um, on the answering machine. Yeah, we've, we heard her voice, yeah, we heard her voice on the, um, on the answering machine. Um... In Batman Returns, um, you know, when she comes back to the house and she says, you know, please give me a call. I'm very worried about you. But, uh, you know, we would have seen her in there. And it also uh, turns out that her mom was actually like an emotionally abusive um, uh, mom. Yeah, I think she's both um, emotionally and physically abusive. So we would have uh delved more into the relationship between those two and um also um batman does not make uh any appearance in in that movie so we would not have gotten a uh batman cameo appearance in that one and let's see Also reading more about this, um, let's see, Michelle Pfeiffer was to reprise her role with the character not to appear in Forever because of her own spinoff. Uh, Burton became attached as director while producer Denise DeNovi and writer Daniel Waters also returned. In January 94, Burton was unsure of his plans to direct Catwoman or an adaptation of the Fall of the House of Usher, a huh, short story by Edgar Allan Poe. On June 6, 1995, Waters turned in his Catwoman script to Warner Brothers the same day Batman Forever was released. Burton was still courted to direct. Waters joked, turning it in the day Batman Forever opened may not have been my best logistical move, and that it's the celebration of the fun of the whole family Batman. Catwoman is definitely not a fun for the whole whole family script. In an August 1995 interview, Pfeiffer reiterated her interest in the spin-off but explained her priorities would be challenged as a mother and commitments to other projects. The film labored in development hell for years with Pfeiffer replaced by Ashley Judd. Wow. Ashley Judd? Huh. Uh, the film ended up becoming the critically panned Catwoman. Yep. That movie was uh, stuck in developmental 
hell for years. Yeah, for years. And let's see, going back to um, just going back up, scrolling up here on Wikipedia. I think she, I think Ashley Judd was one of the people that was considered for the role of Catwoman as well in Batman Returns. Oh no, no, she wasn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, she wasn't. But uh, the other people that were considered for the role of um, of uh, Catwoman was um, was Raquel Welsh, uh, Cher, Lena Olin, Signey, uh, sorry, Sigourney Weaver, Gina Davis, Jodie Fisher, Nicole Kidman, who wound up being Chase Meridian, Demi Moore, Ellen Barkin, Jennifer Jason Lee, Lorraine Rocco, Jennifer Beals, Bridget Fonda, and Meryl Streep. Wow. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Wow, impressive. Yeah. Oh, get this. Uh, according to Robert uh, Wool, who played uh, Alexander Knox, uh, Pfeiffer was considered to play Vicky Vale in the first film, but did not get the role since Michael Keaton objected due to his past relationship with Pfeiffer. Well, I guess uh, Pfeiffer and Keaton, they, um, well, I guess they had a, I guess they dated for a while. Uh, also, um, we all know the other famous story. Annette Bening was actually casted as Catwoman, but um, at the time, she was pregnant. Yeah, she became pregnant and left the project. And Sean Young, um, she was supposed to play uh, Vicki Vale, but um, she got injured in a horse riding accident and could not play the role. And then after um, and then after that, she did try to audition for the role of Catwoman. She actually showed up to the to this to Warner Brothers to try to get the role of um, of Catwoman. She showed up in a Catwoman outfit and of course uh, she wound up um, not getting the role and that was um, you know that was uh, kind of a shame because uh, you know I would have I mean I think she may have well I would have loved to see her as Vicky Vale I mean but uh, as Catwoman probably not maybe 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 not but uh, uh, unfortunately that's how the cookie crumbles unfortunately and I think that's pretty much all I can say about Batman Forever. I'm sorry, Batman Returns. Uh, Batman Returns, I mean, it's a great movie. I hope I, um, I gave you guys some good information about it, some stuff you may, you may or may not have uh, known about it. Hope you all liked it, uh, liked this episode. Uh, I will not be doing an episode uh, this upcoming week, but uh, next week I will be back with another episode, and I'll be doing an episode talking about my all-time top ten favorite Batman ep 
Batman movies. Yeah, my all-time top 10 Batman movies. That includes um, animated and live action. So make sure you all tune in for that one. Hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you. And until then, this is Matthew Barris saying later, masturbators.